During constant change, your leadership has never been more important to create a better and more inclusive world. You're listening to The Leadership Enigma, a podcast for the insatiably curious to explore the power of human-centered leadership to create real momentum for positive and sustainable change. Whether you're an entrepreneur, business owner, or corporate executive, each week we speak to global experts, academics, rising stars, ambitious upstarts, and disruptors as we discover that success leaves clues. Now, here's your host, Adam Pacifico. Hi, and welcome back to the Leadership Enigma anniversary special. And our first Zoom guests are here, and I'm, well, I'm very excited. There's no other way of saying it. I have the amazing Alexandra Altinger and Lale Topkovlu. I've said that wrong, haven't I, Lale? You'll have to help me with the pronunciation. I got it right in the episode. But thank you so much, both of you, for joining me. Pleasure to be here, Adam. Thank you. Now, you were both superstars for the Leadership Enigma. Uh, Alexandra, you did an episode in relation to the resilient leader. And Lale, you did a wonderful episode called The Architect of Your Own Career. And that was uh, about four or five episodes ago. And that was an inspirational episode. And I just want to say a massive thank you to both of you for being superstars and contributors. So welcome back to the Leadership Enigma. And we're going to go on a little bit of a journey in relation to leadership and what makes a good leader and some of your insights and reflections from your role working as senior leaders within the investment world. So Lale, why don't I come across to you, say hello again, and you start the party. Where should we go with this conversation? <laughs> oh, we can go. We can go so many different places. But I think, you know, one of the things that I guess, you know, Alexandra and I, we talked about and we, we share um, some commonality is just it's taking risks, right? Um, but I think taking risks can be just such a broad context. I would probably narrow it down and think about it as saying, it, at least in my case, it's taking calculated risks, understanding, um, you know, when you take on a new position or you raise your hand for a new position, a new leadership role, what are the pros and the cons, right? Even though we never take on a role thinking about that you may actually fail at it, it's always within the possibility so thinking about okay well what are the things that can go right what are the things that can go wrong and how do i take what has what could become challenges think about them and then improve upon them so then next time you take on something bigger it's still it's a bigger comfort zone but you know sort of what the challenges are yeah um, and i know alexandra has thoughts on this so i'm going to kick it right back at her <laughs> oh look at that i love that yeah by all means alexandra so I think on that point, um, Lale, I agree. And I always think, you know, being an effective CEO means being bold. So it's not just about taking good strategic decisions. It's not just about taking people with you. But it's very often, um, you know, I think taking that risk and being bold in, in your decision making, which does very often take you completely out of your comfort zone. Um, I think Lale is right when you first take on you know, a position that you haven't taken on before, it's always uncomfortable and, and you always, you know, as much as you want to go in with calculated risk measurement, you can't because you don't actually know what's going to be thrown at you. Um, so I think a lot of, um, you know, of, 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 or part of being an effective CEO, I think is also just being able to, um, you know, be very much in the moment and, and, and not kind of start every day 
you know, perfectly prescribing and planning that day because it never ends up being what you think it's going to be. Um, but rather, you know, being rested, taking, you know, taking things as they come, making decisions as you have to make them. Um, and, and sometimes accepting that, you know, some decisions are absolutely key critical decisions. Um, and that maybe those require a little bit more uh, perspective. So, you know, you mustn't always do things super quickly. I think sometimes it's worth stepping back and thinking about things and processing, um, but always accepting that you'll never have all the answers before you take those decisions. You know, and I think that's where Lale's point around risk comes in. I, I think that's really important. You see, that's great to hear, isn't it? Because you're, you're both senior leaders and Alexandra, you're now in your second CEO role. So it, it's heartwarming, isn't it, to actually hear that you haven't got all the answers. You can be vulnerable. You've got to remain curious. And Lale, I know you just wrote an article, uh, We Must Share Experiences Without Fear of Retaliation. And I think that was published just a, a week ago. So it's hot off the press. Tell me a little bit about that. Sure. I mean, I think it, it more relates about, you know, whether it's, experiences on um on each of our own journey on race gender sexual orientation or or just our leadership journeys right and i think one of the things that you know i think i observe is you know our successes are always very much celebrated and everybody always focuses on their successes but at least i'll speak for my case there's always challenges and i and i sometimes think that the challenges and how we overcome them how we find solutions it just doesn't get shared enough um and while again everybody's experience is unique it's it's um but the underlying experiences can actually rhyme a lot so you know the the theme was, was more focusing on actually diversity and inclusion efforts in the asset management industry i think the time has arrived it's time time to move forward uh but in my opinion you know a part of this moving forward journey is is having trust um open communication line and just talking about our experiences so we can continue to move forward gotcha so alexandra how have you done that because obviously you, you went into role and then the pandemic hit so you perhaps had to pivot completely from having your workforce around you and, and being able to have that you know human proximity and gone overnight how did you pivot how did you deal with that well, you know, and it, that goes back to my point, Adam, from earlier, is that you never really know what, what, what you know, what, what work throws at you. So I don't think anyone saw the pandemic coming and certainly not in the way that it ended up manifesting itself and what that meant for work dynamics and team building and leading an organization when you've barely started in that job. Um, but I suppose you just adapt, you listen, you, you know, talk to people whose opinion you value, you process things, um, you know, and, and again, I, I think it's about being agile, it is about being adapt, it is about adapting. So we just, you know, went, well, we went from working physically to working remotely within the space of 10 days, yeah. you know, and I think you go from steadying the ship in those first few months and just making sure that from a mental health perspective, people are okay, that you have the connectivity, that people are, um, you know, know what they're meant to be doing and that they understand, you know, how to, um, how to perform their roles to then thinking about how can we ensure that we still make progress in terms of our strategic objectives because nothing stands still. So once that ship was, you know, stabilized, you then start focusing again on the long-term goals. Um, and then do we have the right people? Do we need to review our priorities? can we do everything we thought we could do before the pandemic 
or has this in some way slowed us down or has it changed our priorities? And I think it was just about adapting. So I don't really have any magic answer. Uh, I think it's about, you know, learning day to day and it's as much about the tactical day to day as it is about, you know, not, not losing sight of the longer term objectives that you're trying to, um, you know, to move towards as, as an organization, as a group. Right. I mean, and no one has all the answers in that environment. I'm going to bring Katie and Keith into this now because we spoke earlier before uh, this Zoom call. We talked about mental health, well-being. How do you look after self? How do you look after your workforce inclusivity? And I remember there was one episode and someone said that leaders now are being asked to take the mask off and to show the vulnerability perhaps that wasn't in place in relation to themselves and others because we've gone through this 15 minute, uh, 15 minutes, 15 months <laughs> 15 minutes we wish of a global pandemic so it's been a shared experience but it's been a deeply personal experience so katie keith any any thoughts in relation to really this incredibly important theme i mean i love how different it is from the advice that was offered up a few years ago i remember reading an article that was called lead like a swan and how you should be incredibly graceful on the surface while your feet are pedaling ferociously below (laughs) so i really like the fact that we're now encouraged to be so much more honest of course we haven't all got one version of ourselves though have we and that can be really difficult is knowing which version of ourselves we have to take to work oh see i like that we're going to come back to that whole issue of authenticity where context is everything but keith what are your thoughts well that's the very point actually authenticity um we, we, you know, we read about it, we, we're, we're told about it, we're asked to be authentic leaders, and actually this last 15 months has given everybody an opportunity to be authentic, because I don't think there's anybody, whether you're in a CEO role or, or a GM role or, or indeed just leading a team that hasn't been impacted in some way, shape or form, uh, mm-hmm. personally or, or indeed professionally, but given what we've had to go through in the last 15 months. So it's, for me, it's, it's, it's a different lens I bring to my role now is just seeing how people and how open and transparent people are about about um, you know how they've uh, coped with or how they've tried to navigate or indeed where they've they've struggled and the more you can bring that conversation in the right way to the table I think the better we all are as leaders and as members of a team. So Alexandra and Lale have you found it increasingly challenging to be vigilant to be curious and to connect with people in the virtual environment? Or have you just, again, found different ways to do that? I- I've struggled with it. I've, you know, I've missed the human proximity. Social distancing as a term doesn't work for me. It's that oxymoron, isn't it? Social and distance. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't. How have you adapted then to still have that connectivity with those that you lead, many of which are, are, are distant anyway? How do you do that? I was going to joke, and I said, it's hard not to be a feral cat. <laughs> <laughs> Um, look, I mean, I think, so in my case, I think it's just a little bit unique because we're a global company and half of my team sits in Zurich. Right. Um, so whether you like it or not, whether there's coronavirus or not, we're going to be on screens anyway. Um, so it's been more about touch points and just, you know, breaking the, I guess the, the formality a little bit, right? We talk about our families, we talk about, you know, what our, what silly things our kids did, like how my little one, you know, glued papers all over the windows because she wanted to protect the birds so they don't hit our window. Uh, that happened in the middle of my conference call, for instance. Um, and just breaking the ice, just getting to know each other via, you know, again, telling stories, like sharing personal stories, right? Um, and that's, that's all we can do at this point. But so far, I mean, touch wood, we, we haven't had issues. The only 
I think issues that I've noticed is if you don't ask people how they're doing or you don't pick up the subtle notices, right? Somebody has massive yeah. bags under their eyes and you don't ask them the question. Um, sometimes you don't get the answer. So I think, you know, I've, I've been pretty, um, I've been trying to be good about just making sure, you know, people look happy. If they don't look happy, they look a little bit off just to follow up, just to make sure that if there's something we can do as an organization or as a team that we can help them in the back end. Yeah, well, that, I'm going to switch across to Alexandra. And Alexandra, obviously, you, uh, I've harassed you uh, often for my projects. And you were featured in my book, The Leader Secret Code. And John Amici was in that. And there was a phrase that's always stuck out for me where he said, leadership is energy expensive. Have you found that now in your CEO role that you've just had to expend double the amount of energy in order to try and make these connections happen? Absolutely. Absolutely, Adam. I think it's very well said, actually. So I think it's it's really that, that emotional connection um, that is critical, but it's just that much more difficult on screen. And, you know, I think to Lale's point earlier, it almost feels like when you, you have these team calls, it's almost about the people who don't say anything and what's not being said. That's what you need to watch out for. Yeah, and that's right. where you need to go and, and make sure those people are okay. It's not the ones who say the most or... You know, even the ones that complain the most, that's okay. <laughs> it's the ones who go quiet and, and, and retreat into their shell um, that you, you really need to reach out to. So I think, you know, yeah, absolutely. So leadership has always been energy intensive, maybe even more so in, in this virtual environment because we have to be more receptive to smaller signs and read things like body language, you know, on screen, which is actually really difficult. Um, and the one biggest, the biggest challenge for me is when you do have these group meetings and you then ask people for questions or comments, no one says anything. Everyone just goes quiet and you really need to pull things out of people. It's extraordinary. And it's almost like people feel so much more exposed on screen, even though they're working from their home office, they just feel that much more exposed. They're not volunteering anything. They're not asking any question. Um, and I find that difficult because it's difficult to gauge the the sense of the room or the psyche or the the energy level or whether people agree or disagree is just that much more difficult. There's just a new landscape now, isn't it? A new set of challenges, but perhaps also a, a new set of opportunities. Now, in, in the time that we have, I wanted to go to the insight. That's the kind of the label that I'm giving it. When I, I ask you the question, which you've probably been pondering, is what's the most memorable piece of leadership advice that you've received or given and there's probably some context around your answer but Lale can I start with you what is it that's front of mind for you I mean for me it's been actually it wasn't so much as a leadership advice but it was more about a career advice and okay. it was more about you know somebody way early in my career like two years out of school right um during my time at Goldman one of the seniors got senior guys had said the only person who would always care about you is you. You take care of yourself and do what you need to do to get to where you want to get to. And I, it, it really didn't register at that time, I have to say. But over time, you know, I think I got it. It, it occurred to me what what he really meant. Um, and I and I think that also ties into some of the other conversations that you hold you held in your podcast, which is about controlling your brand, controlling your image, controlling your reputation. Yeah. So it's been, it's been, you know, I've been building on, on that advice. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> okay. Yes, I remember that episode. That was about be a corporate diplomat. And please, for anybody listening, do go back and listen to episode 48, The Architect of Your Own Career with Lale, because it, it was a fantastic and inspirational episode. And I just want to thank you again, Lale, for taking the time to do that with me. So, Alexandra, uh, let me come across to you for the second question. 
Gosh, so I would say three pieces of advice if I can very quickly. Yes. Number one is that leadership is not a popularity context, contest, sorry. Um, and by that, I mean very often as women, you know, you, you're brought up to please. Um, and sometimes you need to understand that with leadership comes very difficult decision making and you can't always take decisions that will please everyone. Uh, number two is, you know, around Lali's point, don't, you don't ask, you don't get. I tell my kids that every day, every week, all the time. You know, nothing gets handed to you on a silver platter. You have to ask for what you want if you feel you deserve it or if you feel it's, uh, it's something you can and want to do. And finally, and this is more in terms of work-life balance, set your own boundaries and respect them. You know, you need to first respect them in the first instance. If not, no one else will. Um, so this idea that, you know, oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll try and leave at five so I can still see my kids in the evening. But if I need to leave at 630, that's fine as well. If you start down that path and you're seen as not respecting those boundaries that you've set, don't expect anyone else to respect those boundaries. Wow, that's great. Alexandra and Lana, I just want to say a massive thank you for taking time out again and being our first Zoom guests on this anniversary episode. And I know, Lala, you're over on the East Coast as well. So excuse my voice, but double thank you. Uh, episode 35 is with Alexandra, the resilient leader. So please check that out as well. And you know that I will come back to you at some point in the not too distant future to ask you to do more stuff. So I'm thanking you in advance for putting up with the, uh, the mayhem thank constantly. You so much. Take great care. And I'll Thank speak you, to you both Adam. soon. Thanks, Bye Adam. now. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Join us again next week for more tips and strategies on the Leadership Enigma. We'd love to hear your comments on today's show, as well as suggestions for future topics and guests. Get in touch with your host on LinkedIn or our YouTube channel. And remember to get your daily learning to build success at www.insights.emeritus.org. Download the Insights app and start learning for free. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all your major podcast platforms. Thanks for listening.